Everybody, it's Charlie here on the music show on WRBH. This is the second part of the interview with Joe Gelini of Chawa. They've got a new record out called Funkin' Feathers, and I appreciate you coming to sit down and talk with me. Uh, how's it going? Man, it's, it's awesome. It's a beautiful day in New Orleans. Indeed. Indeed it is. My, well, fa- uh, my favorite city in the world. It's the best. When you are like on a stage in a crowded venue or at a summer festival and it is like hot and steamy and you're singing and you're playing and especially with the Mardi Gras Indian and the brass band music on drum set, it's like there's so much going on because the drum set, as you know, was sort of born out of being able to take different parts of the drum section and combining them so that one drummer could play them. Right. So, like, if you see a marching band, which is where, you know, that's the marching band is the history of uh, the drum set, you know, the precursor right. of the drum set. So you'd have the bass drum player, you'd have a cymbal player, mm-hmm. you'd have a snare drummer, um, you'd have all these things coming together. So that's, you know, when you get the bass drum with the foot and the hi-hat, or the two cymbals coming together and the snare drum... And then you have other symbols, and that's trying to mimic the you know the full band. And when you see a second line, you know you definitely see like a bass drum player uh, who's also playing the cymbal. Right. You have a snare drum player, and then you know usually there's like a cowbell player and maybe somebody play tambourine. So there's a lot of different elements that have to work perfectly together right That's, yeah and I never the, thought of it the like goal that. is you know with the with playing drums with this music for me is to be able to uh you know approximate what it would just sound like in the street right and and what it's doing on the street was originally trying to approximate a drum set and the drum set was trying to approximate a mar- marching well, band well what they're doing on the street is still what they all they always did which was play the separate instruments right. for a parade. Right. And uh, the drum set, of course, was derived from marching band yes. yeah, elements. But, but, but what I'm saying is the second line is sort of one of each of those things, which, which is sort of, you know, you don't have eight cymbal players like you do in a marching band. Right. Well, it's, you know, it's funny you mention that because in the... Um, I mean, it depends. It depends on, you know, like how big the band is, you know, that you right. can definitely have, like, you know, especially if you see it like a big second line and, you know, a lot of people are coming from, because that's the beautiful thing about New Orleans culture is like you could have the band there, but then there's somebody else that's like, you know, banging on a, on a, um, on whatever, on you know, the, on a beer bottle yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got, you know, um, you know, they're, they're making noise however they can, mm-hmm. whether it's clapping or like a beer bottle or like a liquor bottle and you, know, they might have like a quarter they might, you know, come out and, and take your, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, You know? Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny because it's actually, like, when you hear the Dixie Cups, 
um, recording of uh, Ico Ico. That's supposedly the story goes. As the story goes. As the story goes, they were like in the studio, just like kind of waiting for the engineer to get his get his act together. Act together. <laughs> and um, come on, engineer. Which was probably Cosimo Matassa. So you know, um, respects. <laughs> <laughs> and why is my microphone cutting out? <laughs> Um, you know, but they were just sitting around and like they had an ashtray and like a Coke bottle and they were just, you know, they started, she started be beating on that ashtray or whatever, that sort of like glass sound mm -hmm. with a lighter or whatever it was. And they just started singing it acapella. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a great rendition. Yeah. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hey now, hey now. Aiko, Aiko, Ande. Jagamo, Fino, Anane. Jagamo, Finane. Look at my king, all dressed in red. Aiko, Aiko, Ande. I bet you five dollars he'll kill you dead. Jagamo, Finane. Talking about hey now. Now, hey now, Aiko, Aiko, one day, Jagamo, Fino, one day, Jagamo, Fino, one day. My flag boy and your flag boy sitting by the fire. My flag boy to your flag boy, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hey now, hey now, Aiko, Aiko, one day, Jagamo, Fino, one day. See that guy all dressed in green, Aiko Aiko Ande. He's not a man, he's a loving machine. Jagamofinane, talking about him now, him now. Aiko Aiko Ande, Jagamofino Anande, Jagamofinane. Talking about hey now, hey now, I go, I go one day. Jagamofino, Anane, Jagamofinane, Jagamofinane, Jagamofinane. So I'm, I'm really stuck on the, the four thing and how drummers from other places can't get that. That's been talked about by other people and it's really interesting. The big four? Yeah. Well, how, like, you know, the. The, the beat, the New Orleans beat. like Yeah, well, the thing that's interesting is that drummers from New Orleans, I've heard, um, call it the big four, okay. which is basically like that. It's the, a big four. Well, it's like it's basically, technically speaking, it's an accent at the end of the phrase, which usually is, if you're counting in four, four time, is like one, two, three, four, one, two, three. So if you're playing like whereas if you're like used to music that's like more in the vernacular of like funk or rock or pop, the accent is strongly on on the one. Mm -hmm. You know, like you gotta keep it on the one to go like Yeah, James Brown. Yeah. 
So this is the opposite. It's on four. Right. So it goes one, two, three. Got doom, doom, got doom, doom, got doom, doom. One, two, and three, and four. 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 And funk is on the one. On the one. That's really interesting. I love that. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like, and that comes, you know, that's like definitely from, you know, the Mardi Gras Indian rhythms, the clot, that sort of like clave, Caribbean. Afro-Caribbean. Af- yeah, entire... yeah, yes, yes. All the things that sort of, you know, are going back to like the, uh, the Congo Square and... Um, you know, like all the different influences uh, from Africa and Brazil and from the Caribbean and all of these different cultures have these very similar feels. You know, it's like a, a almost like a, a, a somewhere between straight and swung. Yeah. Like in other words, like straight is just like. That 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 that's like a straight feel, but swung is that 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 so like the the New Orleans beat you know like a marching band would play the same rhythm going like or one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and like very like very like John Philip Sousa. Uh, I can't stop doing the New Orleans feel. Yeah, straight would be. But but um, the New Orleans feel opens it up and has same sticking. So it's almost like they do the swing on a more micro. It's like between if actually it's on the sixteenth. If it were really swing, it would go. Uh, like it would be like a triplet feel, right? So this is sort of in between. It's like a little bit between straight and between swung. So. And it's the best. I love it. Can't get enough of it. Once it gets in the blood, this makes you want Well, on that note, let's uh, let's tell me about uh, how you met John Fole. Uh, John Fole uh, is just an amazing guitar player, and we were playing together. Um, I can't even remember how we met. I think it might have been through Tom Worrell. We were um, all playing together at one point, and he's just been one of my favorite guitar players, like, of all time. So, All right. And what's in your... Wait, no, what's your... How do you take your music these days when you listen, aside from live? As far as, it, like, what's, recorded What's music? your medium? Yeah, is it, is it, is it um, Spotify or is it strictly vinyl or is it somewhere in between cds what do i listen to or what yeah yeah like what no no no. i'm talking about you me 
Yeah. Like, how do you primarily listen to music these days? Um, my two favorite ways are, I mean, other than live, obviously, is um, I listen, I love listening to music through good headphones. Okay. And I also love listening to music while I'm driving. And when you do that, are you listening from your phone or via CD? Um, I, I basically like I have, um, you know, like Bluetooth and I go from my phone. So right on. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's playing when you get back in your car and your Bluetooth automatically hooks up? What's going to come on? What are you listening to? Um, man, I've got a, a couple new things that are, uh, striking my fancy. There's this, there's this, uh, artist named, uh, Pell. He's a hip hop artist. He's actually from New Orleans. Um, is that with two L's or one P E L L. Nice. And, um, he's out, I, I believe he's, uh, based in Los Angeles right now. So he's in the other LA uh -huh. and, uh, but I, I believe he went to like country day or something like that. We were having this big discussion in the, in the car he's from on the, the streets way back then. from the last gig. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he's killing. The streets of old Metairie. And then um, I've been really into uh, this artist, um, Michael Kiwanaku. Who, Michael Kiwanaku. Yeah, he's, um, he's from, I think, West Africa originally, and then via London. And um, What's his style? It's kind of like... Um, you know, it's difficult for me to even describe, but like, it's like songwriter, uh, but with this like very, um, almost like Led Zeppelin percussion, uh, production, like really amazing production value. And, um, the songs are really like, there's a lot of like arrangements and they're sort of like through composed. And, um, so like hmm. for, for like, R&B or soul music, I think it's, like, really pretty sophisticated. There's also this artist that um, I've been loving and who recently played at Jazz Fest, and I also got the opportunity. He had a pop-up show at the Maple Leaf uh, during Jazz Fest. Um, this artist named Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges, I've heard. He's from Texas, but he's got family in New Orleans. And he sings, like, the record that he has coming home is uh, this really, really great record. And it's basically, like, sort of in the style of, like, 50s and 60s doo-wop. Huh. And, like, rhythm and blues. Uh-huh. And it's, like, he's got a... I mean, he sings, like, Sam Cooke. Really? Yeah. Somebody... I'm having major deja vu. Wow. Somebody was just telling me about this, and they said the exact same thing. And then there's basically, like, then there's basically like, you know, like I've got a million Rebirth brass band, <laughs> you know, like Hot Eight, Rebirth, um, uh, Soul Rebels, Meters, Neville Brothers, all that stuff. You know, probably with some like James Brown and Led Zeppelin thrown in. Word. Yeah, but I definitely listen to a ton of brass band music and Mardi Gras Indian music and um, meters. 
<laughs> I love the meters. Yeah. yeah. They're just, they're the gold standard for yeah. just yeah. good feel music. That, that, them and Wild Magnolias is just, if I want to make myself feel good, the yeah. more I listen to them, the, be- the more I like them. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Those Most guys, music doesn't work that way. Those guys are really cool. I mean, I've spent a little bit of time with, um, I did a recording session with Art uh, a few years back, and he was like, Tell me was, about that. That was like a dream come true. Um, it was on a track that Andrews Osborne produced, and my friend Dave Jordan um, wrote the song, and they had a it was the song for an independent film called Biggest Little Shrimp in Town. And they got um, my friend Doug, who was the director and I think um, writer of the film. It was a short film. but uh, And he acted in it too. But uh, he was able to... Yeah, well, he, he befriended art. I think they lived uh, on Valance Street. Um, if I remember. So anyways, it's kind of a long-winded story, but interesting. Go um, on, man. So they lived, they were neighbors on Valance Street, and uh, Dave and I were friends. I played with Dave on a number of occasions in different, you know, settings. And um, I also, you know, played with Anders a few times. And uh, basically they just asked me to come in and... Um, and play drums on it, and it was like, it was art on uh, piano and vocals and Dave on bass and me on drums, and Anders produced it and also played guitar on it. And, uh, and where did you record it? We did this at uh, the Music Shed. Which is the one, on, is that on? That's the one down by, um, it's off of uh, Chapatulis. Across from uh, Rosie's, or no. down? No, 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 no. Like down, um, down by like Race. It's not like okay. on Race Street or religious. I can't remember exactly what Race and religious near that. Yeah, area. yeah, that no, sort of that part of the lower Garden District, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think that ever actually got released. Um, I was the film got released and won some awards. Um, but I don't know if the track is available, but uh, anyways, the recording session was epic and it was like his birthday and art was like cracking jokes. And I was just like, Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Milestone. Yeah. And then I got a chance to, uh, you know, I was producing the wild Magnolia's record, um, with Bo Dallas Jr. And, uh, Cyril came in and sang backgrounds on a couple tunes and that was like amazing you know yeah, and bet. uh and then recently i was um i was doing this thing over jazz fest which was the heavy hitters drum championship at the joy theater and um zigaboo was like the headliner yeah and so i was like hanging out with Zig in, in the dressing room, you oh, know, man. like we were warming up and yeah. And, uh, and George and I, we, George and we've been doing like a lot of, um, stuff on the road and in new Orleans kind of our bands have been playing on the same bills a few times in the last few months. So that's been fun too. We played, we opened up for him at Antone's in Austin and then, 
we played uh, the same. We played Acura Stage the same day, and um, I think we did French Quarter Fest. Like I think back to he was. Wait, we you did Austin and you said Austin, Austin, and Texas, and then you did Acura Stage in the same day. No, 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 no. These oh. are, I said like um, over the last few months. Oh, I was like, yeah. whoa, that was, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. That would be impressive. That would be. Yeah, I have done some crazy stuff similar to that. Like what? Um, like we played last, not this Mardi Gras, not 2017, but 2016. We got a gig at the Blue Note in Tokyo, and um, wow. During Mardi Gras, right before Mardi Gras. Uh, so we literally, traveling. I think we flew out of New Orleans on the Wednesday before Mardi Gras. We got there Thursday. We played Friday night and Saturday night. At the and Blue you're Note. far away. And then we got on a plane and flew back. I think we played that night, Sunday night. And this is after playing like a week straight before we left. Right. And then Sunday, Monday night, we went out. I went out with the Golden Eagles with Juwan and his grandfather, uh, Mardi Gras morning. And then we played on Frenchman Street that night. What? And so and, you, by the end of it, you had no idea what Yeah, and when, was. when you go to Japan, you arrive the same day you left. Yeah, that's trippy. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. you cross the yeah, international the, uh, timeline. Yeah, that's insane. So that was a little, that was sort of like that, like time traveling kind of vibe. Yeah, and that probably was, yeah, discombobulating to say the least by the end. Yeah, but it was beautiful. Full of I mean, music. We had like, you know, it was like, uh, you know, we first of all, like playing in Japan, I mean, we were treated like, rock stars yeah i mean it was like amazing plus like the blue note tokyo is like one of the most legendary clubs like in literally outside in the of world. the world yeah it's just like unbelievable and um they like just treated us like it was it was so amazing we were they were gotta get more gigs in japan yeah but <laughs> i mean like they it, i'm telling people you. were like so i mean actively listening to the music probably more than any place outside of New Orleans that I've ever been. Yeah, that's that's like you were saying about the clapping in the last ha uh, first part of this interview. Uh, any any kind of participation where you can tell you've got an engaged listener, that's like that's the juice that you drink to feel like Superman on stage. Like that's yeah. the, that's the best part. You have to um you like the audience and you have this symbiotic relationship when you're on stage like you react to the audience mm -hmm. you know it's it's not like it, it's like sort of like easy to say like on a like observational level it's like okay yeah obviously you're playing on stage they're listening they clap when you're done you you know right whatever but really like the the intensity of a show is entirely dependent on the audience. You know, like you really, you cannot go and play like um, these, uh, get into these like ethereal, like 
outer outer worldly uh, head spaces when you're playing if you're playing to you know an empty room it's true there's a palpable difference there's an energy yeah an energy exchange yeah well let's uh let's listen to one more and uh on the way out yeah yeah that'd be great off your new record called funk and feathers but first yeah let's do a little bit of what where you can get it yeah okay so um it's pretty much available wherever you can buy or access music online. Okay. Um, you can get it. It's available on iTunes. iTunes. It's available on Spotify. Java. It's available from CD Baby if you want a hard copy to order. Um, it's available at Louisiana Music Factory. Oh, yeah. um, and basically, if you, uh, and we have this, it's also available on YouTube. Um, so if you don't have the money to spend on the record, you have free ways to check it out, and we would really love you just to to, to dig on the music. So um, you can also pretty much access any of our stuff with links at our website, which is chawaband.com, C-H-A-W-A-B-A-N-D.com. And incidentally... All of our socials are with the handle Chawa Band. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, etc. are all Chawa Band. Chawa Band. Uh, well, yeah, what do you want to take us out with? Um, let's see here. Let me see that thing. That old thing. Let me see that thing. Um, well, I've got a lot of favorites. Um, why don't we do it? Uh, why don't we go with Unane, the second track? Unane? Yeah. All right. Well, I do appreciate you coming out here. It's yeah, been a good time. I've had a blast. Thanks. Let's, let's do this again. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Well, Chawa. Chawa is on the rise, y'all. Joe Gelini, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is Charlie on the Music Show signing out and leaving y'all on the way out with Unane.